0: When you feel down or you're suffering, don't suffer alone. There is no need. The victory is won, and you can rejoice in the good news. Today, we're going to talk about this topic, my friends, and this is episode 294, and the topic is Don't Suffer Alone. My name is Felice Gerwitz, and you can find the show notes at a few minutes with God podcast.com. I also want to thank our sponsor, HarperCollins Christian, um, and the book Kingdom Girls Bibles. So you can find more information about that on our website. There are some links there to learn more about it. Well, have things been rough lately? Have you struggled with just making it through the day? Everyone I've talked to, myself included, feels like we're under attack. Things are going wrong in an unprecedented manner. And to make things worse, it doesn't seem to be getting any better. When you're going through hardships, it's not hard to place blame on the individuals who cause you harm or the situation itself. Yet, it's only through His permissive will that we are allowed to suffer, for lack of a better word. God knows what's happening, and nothing is a surprise to Him. And truthfully, for me, that's a comfort. But what may be a surprise to me, is something that God already knows, and that is, hardships do happen. I had some friends who had an entire trailer stolen before Christmas. They are homeschool vendors, and they sell these wonderful little crates that they put together for girls and boys on their website. So, just as the Christmas season was beginning, they went to their storage unit and got their trailer where they were, you know, saving all their supplies. And only to find the trailer entirely gone. And of course, the footage from uh, the place um, didn't show the person's license tag who stole the trailer. And they were thankfully able to reorder their stuff, but they lost so much money. And it was such a hardship on their family because they really count on this income, as my friend said, to keep the lights on. And they have a large family and employ some of their children. Yet he rejoiced that they were, you know, doing fine and doing better after that situation. Other friends spoke about hardships they've suffered illnesses, family loss, financial issues, and lawsuits. And in the grand scheme of things, when we discuss, life everlasting in heaven these events while hard and tragic truthfully are fleeting but we don't have to do it alone we don't have to suffer alone and we are not alone this is a renewed grace given by the lord to deal with all of these issues today we are going to rejoice and be glad not only because the lord does hear our prayers but he has mercy upon us just look at the book of daniel in particular. Daniel chapter 3. We read about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and it's a powerful lesson for us all. For when you feel alone, for when you feel defeated, for when you feel there is no hope, we can think about that. The three were put in a furnace to burn because they had angered the king, and at first they praised the Lord, and they repented and lamented to the Lord that they no longer had a leader. Sound familiar? Sound familiar? And they had been handed over to their enemies. That also sounds familiar. But they asked for mercy. Read the entire thing yourselves, but I'm going to read you just a small portion. And now with all our hearts we follow you. We fear you and seek your presence. Do not put us to shame, but deal with us in your patience and in your abundant mercy. Deliver us in accordance with your marvelous works and bring glory to your name, O Lord. Let all who do harm to your servants be put to shame. Let them be disgraced and deprived of all power and let their strength be broken. Let them know that you alone are the Lord God, glorious over all the world. And then it goes on in Daniel 3:46 46-50. And I'm paraphrasing here that the angel of the Lord comes down, having heard the prayers of um, Azariah and his companions. And we read, he drove the fiery flame out of the furnace and made the inside of the furnace as though a, a moist wind was whistling through it. The fire didn't touch them at all, and it caused them no pain. God sent an angel to drive away the flames. And he can do that for us as well, because when we suffer, when we feel as if we are all consumed when we can't think of anything else and all we can do is dwell on the issue we know that god is in control we should know this by now especially if you're a long-time listener that god is in charge but let's read further in verses 51 through 56 then the three with one voice praised and glorified and blessed god in the furnace blessed are you o lord god of our ancestors and be praised and highly exalted forever. And blessed is your glorious holy name, and to be highly praised and exalted forever. And blessed are you in the temple of your holy glory, to be extolled and highly glorified forever. Blessed are you who look into the depths from your throne on the cherubim, and to be praised and highly exalted forever. Blessed are you on the throne of your kingdom, to be extolled, And highly exalted forever. Blessed are you in the firmament of heaven, to be sung and glorified forever. Those verses should make you rejoice in the Lord, even in the midst of hardship. The Lord knows our hearts, and He knows when we are hurting, when we're distressed, when we feel broken. He knows our hearts when we're happy and rejoicing and good things are happening. So, what should we do? First, we rejoice and be glad and thank God for everything, even those hardships. And we pray for those, especially those who have hurt us. And that, my friends, is the hardest thing to do. Why is forgiveness so difficult when God forgives us? And I think one of the reasons is because we can't keep from dwelling on the injustice we see in the situation. We look at it with human eyes and say, oh, my gosh, why is this happening to these people we know? Or why is this happening to me? But if we spend our time realizing that everything happens and is allowed in our lives by the Almighty, then we realize it's for a greater purpose. And what is that purpose? Sometimes we'll realize what that is and sometimes we won't. But you can be sure it's so that we can grow closer to him. One of our dear elderly pastors is not doing well and is in the process of receiving chemo. We hope to spend some time writing notes of his thoughts on spiritual topics, depending on how he feels. Years ago, he approached me about writing a book, and the topic was Genesis. And his book title was, Everything You Need to Know About Life is in the Book of Genesis. But with little kids and an overwhelmed with busy life and homeschooling, I wasn't able to set aside time to meet with him. Well, now we fast forward, and now I have a little more time, and so does he. And that's one of the things that we hope to cover. But one of his remarks is about relationships. And I think I've told you about this before. He always says that everything in the New and Old Testament boils down to one thing. It can be summed up in God wants a relationship with his people. Isn't that true? And we have some options. We can suffer alone. Or we can turn to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We can pray, or we can turn our backs on the Lord. We can read the Word of God, or we can ignore it. The Almighty is waiting for us. He is there. He is the constant in our lives, and it is totally up to us. When we suffer, we pray, and we can ask our friends to intercede for us, and also our heavenly friends, such as the saints that have gone before us. Instead of getting bogged down with semantics, instead of worrying about the outcome, instead of doing all the things that the enemy wants us to do, which is to take our eyes off of God, we need to focus on him. Recently, something happened in our lives, a good thing, and my husband and I were stunned that we were not elated and jumping up and down. Instead, we were worn out by the ideal that happened beforehand, and that's all we could focus on. So we realized this, and we kept saying, why are we so down? Why why do we feel so badly about this when it's such good news? And then we started praising God, and we started praying for all the people involved, and that heaviness went away. When we're not doing well, or when we're focused on things that we shouldn't be focused on, it really helps to have a spouse or a friend that can pray with you and help you recognize these things. What the enemy does is he keeps us focused on the things that do not matter, that keep our eyes off of the Lord and toward ourselves, anger toward others, those who have wronged us, toward situations for which we have no control. And I hope this helps you, having listened to this podcast, and I'm almost on episode 300, to let you know that no one's life is perfect. And on this side of heaven, we will struggle. We will have hardships, but we also can rejoice in God. So I leave you with this thought. You are not alone. You do not have to do this on your own. You do not have to suffer alone. God is always with you, and we need to rejoice.